of the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Sutton and Janelle Attorneys at Law. Visit their new location at 224 West King Street, Martinsburg, and online at suttonandjanelle.com. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. It is Monday, July the 26th. You are tuned into Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton and Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs, family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. It's it, For a Monday, it's not bad. No, it's not too bad. It's not too hot out yet. I think it's supposed to get kind of nasty hot again today. Humid and 90s and gross. Maybe the week. Yep. Uh, man, I think it's supposed to storm all this, like the rest of this week and like all next week. It's like it's summer or something. Well, it's like I'm going on vacation is what it actually Oh, means. is it going to storm down there? It's supposed to. Like Are there going to be sharks? Like every single day. What about sharks? Well, if it's storming, I definitely won't have to deal with sharks because I won't be anywhere close to the beach. Okay. I'll be inside or somewhere else. Sometimes, though, like even if it's a bad day at the beach, you're at the beach. So that's true. That's true. I say a good, a bad day at the beach is uh, beats a good day at work or something like that. Something like that. Although we wouldn't say that in case our manager is listening. Cause that's true. You can't work beat a good wonderful. day here. You can never beat a good day here at the radio station. That's for sure. Good point. But how was your weekend? Did you do anything fun? I did. I so Friday I left here, got some great barbecue from Mountaineer Meat Smokers, and, and brought that home. Where's that at? Um, out Monroe Street, Berkeley Plaza. You know where the the movie theater is? Yes. Okay. It's oh in the okay. I, I do General know what you're talking vicinity. about. Yes, and, yes, yes. And really good brisket. So so then I was looking to get some barbecues this weekend. Yeah, it's a good place to go. Hmm. So, um, so then I parked myself and didn't leave until church yesterday. And like, I, I did stuff, but like, I just stayed home. It was nice. Those are sometimes some of the best weekends. Yeah. How about you, you don't have to leave and do anything. Uh, I pretty much did the same thing. Goodness. What did I do this week? I don't think I left my apartment at all on Saturday. Um, then yesterday went on a bike ride, went, stopped Shepherdstown for a little while, stopped out at uh, Sam Michaels Park, watched my buddy's uh, <laughs> adult league soccer game, which ended up uh, watching your husband play right? his adult league soccer game at the same time, which was kind of funny. I was standing there, I was like, why does that guy look familiar? <laughs> I was like, there's no reason for anybody else here to look familiar. Especially the old guys, right? <laughs> I know. And, I and was you like, said well, he didn't do too badly, like, right? No, he played well. Yeah, he played well. Because uh, I was like, soccer, I was like. Jefferson County was like, oh, plus, maybe that's plus. Yeah, I was like, maybe that's Marsha's husband. It, it was, yeah. yeah it I, was funny. I, he came home. I said, well, how'd you do? He says, we got clobbered, but I got a lot of good exercise in. <laughs> well, goodness, it was hot. It was a hot <laughs> right. day to be running around, and that field wasn't helping. It looked like they hadn't been mowed in a like a week or so, so uh, they'd have they were having to run way more than what they. Well, we'll, we'll be talking to. to Jennifer Myers from Jefferson County Parks and Rec. We'll put a little request in. And that's it to uh, mow the grass, maybe. <laughs> No, but she she may volunteer cool. you. She might. You might get voluntold. Yeah, she might. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I spent uh, pretty much every waking moment watching the Olympics. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty committed. I love it. There's nothing I love more than 
I mean, I could do without the Winter Olympics just because I'm not like a winter sports person, except for like the crazy winter sports, like the one where they like got to do the cross country skiing, then they got to mm-hmm. go lay down and shoot at these targets, then get up and cross country skiing or something, something like that. Like I like those, but uh, I love love the Summer Olympics. All right, what have been your favorite events so far? Oh, what a question. Um, I mean, I got of course got to say the cycling events. The road cycling okay. ones over the weekend were cool. They were fun. Did they get um, resolved or do they are those mm-hmm. ongoing? Yeah, those are one day things, the road ones. Um Victor Carapaz won the men's and then I can't remember who the women's winner one was, but it was somebody that like shouldn't have won. Like well, an upset. Oh, big time. Like she's not even a like paid professional. I think she's a math teacher or something in Denmark. Ooh. Yeah, and she got away from everybody early and then uh, they forgot that she was out there and then she ended up just winning the race and the the girl that came in second was celebrating oh, as if she her, won gold. Because her people told her she Well, was... they don't they don't have radios for the Olympics. So they had no they just forgot that she was out there. And then and, she And the winner was, was actually first. so far ahead. The winner was like 7 minutes ahead. She like ahead lapped him. Mm-hmm. So that times. was kind of that was kind of cool. But like the badminton's always awesome to watch. Fencing, I've been watching a ton of fencing. So um, now we talked about this when I was a little kid and I would watch the um, ice skating, mm-hmm. I would go around in my sock feet and skate on the linoleum oh, yeah. at the house. Like, do you feel compelled to fence after you've watched some fencing? I don't know if I feel compelled to fence, but like I was saying, I, I definitely feel the need to go watch it in person. Mm-hmm. I think because they had it to, they had it at one point cause they were doing a bunch of like qualifying and uh, semifinals and stuff all at the same time. And they had like four or five different, fencing matches all on the screen at once and mm-hmm. it was like uh, middle of the day for a football game so you had all these like quad boxes up and stuff mm-hmm. loved it it was so much fun as a mom i can't watch that because like they're well, all covered you know. up and so they're all someone's kid right right like so you're gonna poke that guy <laughs> so, yeah i couldn't watch well that. <laughs> i think uh i think i don't think they're in too much of danger but they are swinging that sword mm-hmm. around pretty fast you know you mentioned to me and i'd forgotten about this that they have like uh River kayaking, mm-hmm. river. It's the first year for it this year, uh, the kayaking. And that was very impressive too. Cause I mean, we've been kayaking, you know, that it takes a fair amount of upper body strength, even just mm-hmm. to normally kayak. But these guys and girls are going down this like class. It's like a flume. Triple black diamond. I don't even know what they're <laughs> called. Right. And they got to stop and turn around and then go backwards mm-hmm. and then go upstream and then turn around again. And it's a uh, good way to break a paddle. Well, they're only using the one, which I'm. Oh goodness! But uh, what do you do if you don't? Oh, what do you do if you break something? You just like let the current. I guess you just kind of float take it down. down the chute, and then you're. Just well, it's been defeat. crazy hot over there, so those are definitely sports. So yeah, I'd want to be, be part doing. of. Sure. But uh, as of this morning, the U.S. has uh, the, the most count? medals. <gasps> yes, with fourteen. Uh, seven gold, three silver, and four bronze, uh, followed by Japan with eleven, and China, or uh, followed by China with fifteen, and Japan with eleven. So when it's a team sport, do they count it as one medal? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And uh, like gymnastics didn't look good at all. Simone Biles, like uh, she stepped out of bounds a couple of times and didn't land a couple like flips or whatever. So the Russian team ended up doing better than the U.S. in their first like go arounds. Men's basketball got beat by France, um, which is kind of to be expected because that was listening to uh, Hotline on the way in or uh, the morning news on the way in. And um, I can't remember who said it, but they were like, France? How are you going to lose to France? It's not like the dream team like back in the 80s. And you got to think, like back in the 80s, it was the best players in the world on the U.S. team playing against like lawyers and like doctors 
from these different mm-hmm. countries because they weren't they were just mounting they a team right they did, they had professional leagues over there but it was not like professional to here and now those different countries have like real leagues that mm-hmm. people are leaving the NBA to go play in yep so now they're playing real competition and starting to show and the U.S. doesn't have a ton of the good players so that doesn't help things either people but. have so much nostalgia about those early oh, I know. U.S. basketball teams well they were so much fun to watch I mean I of course wasn't watching them live but I've watched them mm-hmm. since and it was fun to watch i mean they were just especially the ones in the early 2000s goodness when they were in vince carter dunking over um who was that like a turkish guy i guess or something and like completely dunked over top of him cool stuff you know what that means the comeback in a few years that's true will be outstanding or it means that the u.s is done being a powerhouse in basketball I, okay, I, I guess you could say that, but mm. that doesn't that just make the backstory that much more compelling if they come back and just win it all one year? That would be pretty cool. Yeah. But I feel like that's a tough thing with the U.S. in the Olympics, especially the Summer Olympics, is that they're just expected to win most things. Like with swimming. Puts a target on our back yeah. a bit. Like with swimming, we're supposed to win like everything in swimming. I think we pretty much have, except for um, uh, Lindecki last night losing to the Australian girl and the whatever 100 meter freestyle mm-hmm. i have to be careful now when i come in because i was i was you don't gotta be careful with me well no so i i absorb a lot of national news as i'm getting ready to do our news product right and so i just inadvertently said oh yeah she didn't win and then i realized you might not have seen it yet i should have messed with you i've been like what yeah, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But no, you don't got to worry about that with me. Like I told you, I don't You'll just think, stay up all night watching. Yeah, it. I don't. I don't think I slept in my bed this weekend because I would just because the good sports start around eight nine mm-hmm. at night um, or ten at night even, and uh, I would just be sitting there, get back from doing whatever, and watch the Olympics. And next thing I know, it's four o'clock in the morning. Oh I'm in the living God. room, I'm like. Uh, what? Mm-hmm. But then the even better sports are on at that point. So it's like, well, might as well up. stay up and watch them at this point. <laughs> Does it bother you at all that um, there there's really no one in the stands? Um, not really. I think for some of them, it has uh, kind of taken from it, like the like the Taekwondo I was watching over the mm-hmm. weekend, and uh, a U.S. girl won, and it was like I think the first gold for the U.S. in that like I think ever. Um, but it'd have been cool if there were fans and stands. You for just that. hear her coach going, "Yeah," and hear her like. Just losing it. And that's the cool thing about the Olympics is watching their reactions when they mm-hmm. win. And uh, it had been cool to see fans. But for a lot of the sports that aren't in Tokyo, because I think, um, oh, what was I watching? I can't remember what it was, but it was uh, some like 60 miles north of Tokyo. So out there, they don't have to worry about oh. the restrictions. It's just in the city. Oh, so there can be. Right. But a lot of the different races and whatnot, and like swimming and uh, like the kayaking and things mm-hmm. like that, they've all had fans. Oh, nice, because mm-hmm. I think that adds to it. Oh, without a doubt. But I mean, I think we've also kind of gotten used to it after the last year of not oh, having fans. Just having like stick figures in, yeah. in the stands. But we were yeah. watching the, um, there was a montage of the opening ceremony. My uh, husband I, had How on. was it? I didn't watch any of it. Well, like we could see the fireworks. That's the part I saw. And, I saw the and, drums. And they had like crowd noises. And I looked at my husband and I said, what, how are we hearing crowd noises? He says, I don't know. Maybe they're in the parking lot <laughs> or maybe they're super, I don't know, but it was just odd. Cause you know, you knew that they, the crowds weren't technically right. I, I was like, I can't imagine the athletes are making that much noise. Oh no. So. But I think they're still allowed to have like some family maybe. And then uh, the teams of nice. course up in the stands. Cause that's a huge, that's, that's a, for some people once in a lifetime oh, yeah. for a ton of, for a lot of the people you're watching these Olympics, they're only like, 
athletic goal, professional goal is the Olympics mm-hmm. every four years, which I think is the coolest part of it. And it's technically still the 2020 Olympics. It is still the 2020 Olympics. Then we only got three years to wait until the next one. And then we're back on track, I think. Okay. I think. Yeah. As long as the pandemic stays away. Would it be? I guess it, I guess they'll just skip 2021. Are we are we ever, forever going to be a year behind? We for shouldn't. The so the, the Summer Olympics. Right. Then the Winter Olympics. Right. In the, oh, se- yeah. in the second year. So 2022 would be the winter. Yes. Correct. So that would be next year. Yeah. So you get to watch... Like downhill skiing and the luge and all that in yeah. a year. Yeah, I guess so. And then the apparently Olympics are coming to Los Angeles, the summer ones, in a couple of years. And I think uh, the East Coast is getting the World Cup here in three years. Ooh, is that going to be at D.C.? It's going to be all over the place. D.C., Baltimore, Philly, New York, all down the East Coast. I will absolutely be at one of those games. Can we do remotes from... Uh, we'll have to see if we can't get tickets or press cool? passes for That would be cool. That would be pretty neat. Press passes for the... Uh, World Cup be cool. Mm-hmm. But yeah, have you ever been to a professional soccer game? Yes. There's so much fun. <laughs> There's so much fun. I, I can't remember it because I had two small kids. And so uh, I was basically managing uh, two small kids. you were going to say you couldn't remember because you were uh, having too much fun beforehand. No, <laughs> I had, I have this great picture of my, my oldest with her hand over her heart, oh, you know, cool. during the, during the national anthem. That's, so, pretty yeah, neat. that's what I remember. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Professional soccer games are pretty fun to go to, but uh, we will start to talk about more pertinent things here uh, in a few minutes on Panhandle Live. So stick around for more on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm, Spring, West Virginia, and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Now, other than the Olympics happening over the weekend, there were some other things uh, that went down around the area, right? Right. So, um, you know, it was a pretty busy, busy week Last week with like horrible news about murders and things like that, Oof. but um, kind of good news um, that didn't get buried necessarily, but like it got pushed in the rotation. Al Gage um, covered the Berkeley County Council meeting for us, and um, there was an interesting story about a program that they're trying to introduce here called the LEAD program, aimed at helping people with minor drug issues fight their addiction. Now, we are going to have Tim Saya on, I think it's tomorrow, mm-hmm. and he'll expound on this a little bit, but he's the community corrections director, and here's what he was saying at the meeting of the Berkeley County Council. Frequently, deputies in the community come across people who look like they're guilty of committing a crime that's directly related to substance use disorder. Traditionally, they're booked, they're taken to jail sometimes, they go before magistrate. This is a way that we can actually bypass that while, while still holding them accountable and giving them an, an, an opportunity to engage in treatment. The project's name stands for Law Enforcement Assisted Diversion. It's touted as a diversion program aimed at low-level drug and prostitution crimes, and it had the uh, stamp of approval from Berkeley County Sheriff Nathan Harmon. Now, with the LEAD program, have a lot more options than taking the low-level offender and arresting them and then putting them in jail as giving them a criminal background when all they need truly is help. 
Yeah, that seems like it's just trying to help, you know, the people that might have gone astray a little bit or mm-hmm. might have a uh, kind of wrong place, wrong time. Sometimes circumstances help them from, uh, you know, kind of ruining everything just because of one small bad judgment, right? Can you imagine if something that you did when you were 18 or 20 was just going to be on your permanent record oh, no. for the rest of your life? No. And it's I have buddies that work in law enforcement and uh, like government law enforcement and stuff. And hearing them even have to, when they go through their interviews and stuff, hear them have to like, uh, they've had to go through their entire life, even mm-hmm. like if they smoked a cigarette when they were 16 15, or yeah. something <laughs> like that, right? And they still had to tell them that. No, I can't imagine even having something like that going on. Now, this doesn't excuse, you know, someone who's of been course. arrested. It just uh, gives them alternatives um, and maybe puts them in in um, proximity of people who can help them. Right. Instead of just throwing them in the slammer and mm-hmm. letting them figure it out. Can there. you imagine? So if you get arrested for, a, you know, a nonviolent crime and then you have to be you have to sit in jail for, you know, a month. Mm-mm. You're not working. If you got kids, you're not helping with your kids. Right. So, no. and, and again, this doesn't excuse someone breaking the law. If they've done something violent, I don't think this uh, covers that. This is, you know, low level prostitution, which usually very often is, is related to drug use too. And, um, and drug activity. Right. So. Uh, there's always something going on, it seems. Yeah. So, um, Tim Sia should be on and, and he's got more going on than just this. He's been active in the, um, the community beautification programs mm-hmm. that we talked to, um, to the solid waste authority about, you know, cleaning up the highways and giving those folks alternative sentences so they can go out and do good things. Now, have we heard anything more? This is a question that we, uh, you weren't prepared for, I guess, but have you heard anything more about like the zoning since, uh, there's been a moving forward now with the <clears throat> new mayor? I, I have been not. trying to keep an eye on it, but I haven't seen anything really since so they appointed him. We should have Kevin Knowles on. I think it's this week as well. So we'll suss that out with mm-hmm. him. Hmm. And, and we have to have the conversation about, you know, how, how are they going to now replace his spot on board? Oh, two? that's true. Cause now there's an empty council seat mm-hmm. for yeah, three so whole years. I imagine if they could just appoint they, cause they had the ability to just appoint, they could probably just appoint someone to that ward two council seat too, as a council. God, it just seems like there's so much gray area mm-hmm. with all of this. It seems like nobody knows what's next until, until somebody says, oh, well, now we got to do this. This is a little surprising. Like, what an impactful meeting. And again, Al Gage was there and he brought us, there were three good stories out of that meeting. And one of the big developments that I'm not sure I expected was they just went ahead and and approved that third and final reading of that. Oh, I know. I was, ex- I was kind of expecting that to be like that meeting to be, here's our new mayor. Here's the process behind it, whatever. And then end of meeting next meeting mm-hmm. into the zoning. They just got it done. Guess Took care of business. Say, yeah. I guess that's what you got to do when it comes to uh, <laughs> local government, especially with something as big as the zoning ordinance that hasn't been uh, redone since what, like 1872 uh, or not quite, but it's yeah. <laughs> 50 years. Uh, well, I know a lot of people I've seen more and more signs up uh, around town against the zoning and some for the zoning. Um, a lot of people are waiting for a, well, I guess the final, I guess the, the gavel's already fallen on mm-hmm. it, right? So I guess. That doesn't mean it can't be tweaked because it can be, but yeah, it's kind of interesting that it just got, boom, resolved like that. I know. And the fact that um, it was tied and then of course everything happened with the mayor and then they revote and they're like, no, let's approve it. Yep. 
Hmm. Interesting. I bet you. Interesting times. I know. I bet you, uh, Mayor Kevin Knowles was kind of looking forward to uh, a big vote there. I would have been. Goodness, mm-hmm. if I knew that's what I was walking into, I'd been. Your, heck yeah. your first official duties, you could officiate over something that had a little bit of, you know, spit to it. Yeah. And then your council members are like, no, actually, we're just going to go ahead with it. We're yep. fine. We made our minds up. Uh, well, anyways, stick around for more here on Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firms from West Virginia and Maryland, have individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Visit their new historic location at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at suttonandjanelle.com. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik, and we do have our next guest joining us on the line. It is Jennifer Myers, uh, Executive Director of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're good. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having us. It's been a... Uh... A crazy morning, so I'm glad I get to join you guys. I'm glad you could uh, squeeze out some time. We were just talking. I don't know if you got a chance to hear, but uh, we were just talking about how my husband was out at St. Michael's this weekend playing soccer, and then Jordan biked up and got yeah. to enjoy the park as well. Nice. Yeah, It's um, it was a great weekend for that, too. So. Oh, absolutely. And that's my first time out at St. Michael's Park, and uh, I was impressed with how nice the park was. Goodness, it's a big park, too, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. It is. It's our it's our biggest park in the county, so it's 132 acres, um, and you know it's it's a great park. You know, it's really kind of the central part to the to the community here. Right. Yeah. I think I saw a uh, walking trail. There was a dog park, a little community uh, center area. Yeah, I was very impressed. I've been impressed with all the uh, parks I've seen in Jefferson County. Uh, what's the other one that's closer to uh, Shepherdstown, Marcia? Oh, you're Morgan Grove. Yeah, Morgan that's actually. Grove. I think that's a town park. I oh. think. Well, not a town park, but I think the. Folks from a particular club, like a garden club or something, run that. Well, I'll technically group it in since it's in the county anyways. The pleasant amenity (laughs) over in Jefferson County. Correct, correct. So uh, what's been going on over at Jefferson County Parks this summer? I'm sure uh, it's been kind of full steam ahead since we've been able to kind of get back out and do normal things again. It has. We um, that's what we were just joking. We I said I've got to go call the radio, and my staff was like, "Tell them we need cookies and ice cream for the day." So, <laughs> well, so do we. Goodness, it was a Monday morning craziness happening, but um, but you know it's nice to be back and be offering camps for kids. I mean, we've got you know over a hundred camps this summer, um, which we're ecstatic about. And um, you know, this just today, this morning alone, we had a. Um, an American Girl Doll camp, we've got an archery camp going, a karate camp, we've got a STEM camp and a science camp, plus our day camp. So, um, And that's all just this morning. So Man. It changes over and there's other things happening. Ten-year-old um, me wants to go to that American Girl Doll <laughs> camp so badly. You should have seen her face when she said that. Yeah. My eight-year-old daughter's in it right now and I think having a ball. So I <sighs> can't wait to check in on her here when they're done. They're making choo-choos for the dolls and doing a nature walk and all kinds of fun stuff. So... Um, so it's a lot of fun I and mean, we've got a lot going on. Um, and like I said, it's just, it's just nice to be able to do that again. So, um, and you know, we hope that that'll continue and we can kind of continue running everything into the fall. So now, uh, these camps, do they go on at every park in Jefferson County or are they kind of, you know, mainly at certain parks? They're mainly at San Michael's. Um, we do partner with the city of Charlestown. So we offer some camps at um, Jefferson Memorial Park and we offer swim lessons and tennis lessons um, in partnership with them at their park. Um, and then we've got a few random parks. We have a park, a height, height park, which is out um, 
kind of toward Leeds on the other side of the county. Mm-hmm. And we did um, like a fishing, had a fishing thing there last week. So, um, you know, we kind of moved a few things around, but most of it's right here at San Michael's. And you're, you mentioned a number of campers, but have you guys still been doing kind of uh, lower numbers because of COVID or is it kind of back to normal? Uh, we still have lower numbers. Um, <clears throat> you know, most of our camps, we've, we've capped around 15 um, for some of the specialty camps. Our day camps are capped at 30 and we're usually taking, you know, 50 kids in those camps. Um, so we, we definitely have lower numbers, um, but, you know, we're full with the lower numbers. So um, I think, you know, hopefully next year we're 100% back to normal and up and running and we can have a lot more kids. Cause we have we have waiting lists for, I think, most of the camps that we have left this summer. Um, you know, parents want to get their kids in things and get their kids out. Um, but we just don't, unfortunately, with, you know, with the COVID restrictions plus staffing, um, you know, we were really low on staff this year as well. So, um, you know, we, we haven't been able to take take a whole lot more kids than what we planned for. Now, are you looking to add more, you know, people to the staff, or is that, you know, uh, a possibility right now? Uh, it is. We actually have two job openings right now for full-time positions. Um, so we, we are hoping to fill those um, here by the fall. And then if we do that, we'll be able to expand programming. Um, and then, you know, hopefully we can pick up a few more part-time staff as well, um, kind of throughout. Uh, so we are speaking. Sorry, we're speaking with Jennifer Myers, Executive Director, of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation. Now, along with the uh, youth camps that you uh, all provide during the summer and throughout the year, uh, you have the flashbacks at the Levitt Amphitheater Series this week. Can you uh, kind of let people in on uh, the Amphitheater Series and some of the things you have going on there? Yeah. So that has been it's been tons of fun this summer. We have a with a ten week free concert series. Um, it's Thursday night. Gates open at six o'clock. Um, and it's free admission. So for all of these concerts, there's no charge for people to come in. Um, we received a grant back in 2020 um, from the um, Mortimer and Meany Levitt Foundation. Um, and it's a private foundation, and it empowers towns and cities like across America to transform like public spaces that haven't been you know used. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and basically offer free live music. So because we received that grant and we couldn't do anything in 2020, they had actually pushed that grant to 2021. So um, we are one of 25 cities across the country that were able to provide this free Levitt um, AMP series for the community. Well, that's Um, pretty special. Yeah, it's a really big deal to get, I think, a national grant like this in, in our county. Um, so, you know, because of that, we've brought in like a lot of really cool music over the past, um, couple of weeks. So we've got coming up this week, like you said, we have the flashbacks, um, which is going to be a fun, you know, a fun throwback to, you know, like 60s, 70s, you know, music. Um, and they've always been a good time. We actually had them here, I think, two years ago. Um, and then the following week, August 5th, we have Morgan White, um, who is country music, um, and she's actually played at our at the amphitheater twice, um, and she's fantastic. I think everyone's looking forward to her kind of coming back. Um, and then we have Ostin, which is pop music, and that's on August 12th. And then we have uh, Hillbilly Gypsies will round out the series on on August 19th. Um, so we've still got you know four weeks left of the music um, that we'll be offering out here. 
Wow. But again, we're speaking with Jennifer Myers, Executive Director of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation. Now, along with the summer camps we have going on, and it's crazy to think this, but uh, it's time to start thinking about fall already. Now, are you uh, going to be having youth camps into the fall and into the winter this year? So we, we are hoping to get back kind of to our normal fall planning where we'll offer like, you know, ser- like sessions of classes that so will run, run like maybe gymnastics or karate or dance classes for kind of six weeks and take a week break and then start again. Um, so that's our plan. Um, we're hoping to have a program guide out here within the next two or three weeks with all of the fall programming. Um, and I know the one question we've been asked quite a bit is if we're going to do special events. Um, so we are going to be bringing back um, some of the big special events that we didn't get to do last year. So we're going to have our We Warrior Dash back this year, which is the um, the fun obstacle race that we do in partnership with um, Freedom's Run Race Series. And we'll have that back in November. And then we're going to have um, our Halloween event. We're actually working to um, kind of do a fun Halloween event this year. And then, of course, Santa will be back to visit us, too. So um, we've got a lot of fun things planned for the fall. Amazing. Now, can you uh, let everybody know, maybe if they're just tuning in, how they can you know, find all of this information and things you guys have going on? Absolutely. Um, so we have our website is www.jcprc.org. Um, we've got a lot of information on there. They can actually click and print off the program guide that we have. Um, there's still, you know, still some stuff this summer that they can sign up for. I mean, our fall guide will be up there, like I said, in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then our Facebook page, um, you know, social media is a great way to keep track of everything we've got going on. Um, we're constantly uploading events and, you know, pictures and updates on the, on our Facebook page. So, Jennifer, maybe you could uh, shoot me an email when you want to come back on again uh, once you guys get, like, fall ball and all that stuff settled in and uh, want to talk about opening up uh, registration. That sounds great. Perfect. Again, Jennifer Myers, Executive Director of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation. Thanks for calling in and uh, spending a little time with us this morning. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, and it's crazy to think, Marsha, that it is already time to start thinking about fall and, uh, you know, getting plans ready for fall. And one of the things maybe think about fall this morning was you showing me uh, the baked goods you made over the weekend <laughs> that made me extremely jealous. I told you I parked myself at home. We have a peach tree that we planted lots of years ago when one of the kids was really young. And uh, it it's having its best year ever. Are but, they nice big peaches? Oh, well, they like I mean, the donut peaches? No, they weren't huge like you get at Ors. But like for the tree that we have in relation, they were really nice size and good. And this was the weekend to get them. But um, so I'm out there with a ladder harvesting the rest of them. Do you know who else like, likes a good fresh peach? Who's that? Yellow jackets. Oh, no. Did <laughs> so, you get packed? No. Eventually, every now and then I pull one out and like looked really good. And there was already a pre-drilled hole and like something out of an apocalyptic movie. They just like come crawling oh. out. And so I promptly dropped it because yeah. you know, it was that one was taken. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I harvested. I would have fallen off the ladder. I would have broken my neck. <laughs> I harvested enough that my husband shared them with the neighbor. My daughter got some and then I made a cobbler. That's so, awesome. Now, yeah. was that tree, did you plant that tree when you moved in or was it there already? No, we planted it, but it was it, not exactly when we moved in, but when one of the girls was was right. small. So it's just fun to see, you know, you know, here it is and we're able to eat fruit from a tree that we planted. So that is cool. Ago. My grandparents have a bunch of like apple trees and stuff mm-hmm. that they've planted around their house. It's really cool. Yeah, it's always neat. Around the fall time, harvest time, if you will, to go uh, walk around the yard and pick some apples and everything. And that time of the year is uh, rapidly approaching, believe it or not, even though it's going to be like 90 
seven today with humidity <laughs> up into the hundreds. But uh, regardless, we'll talk about that uh, here in a few minutes on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, brought to you by Sutton & Janelle, full-service law firm serving West Virginia and Maryland, helping individuals, families, businesses with all of their legal needs. Family law, criminal defense, DUI, personal injury, mediation. They provide legal counsel tailored to you. You can visit their new historic location in downtown Martinsburg at 224 West King Street. You can always find them online at SuttonandJanelle.com. I'm Jordan Icewarner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page a little bit later on today. Uh, the first half was uh, me and Marsh pretty much talking about the Olympics, which uh, is my favorite thing happening right now. So the most I can talk wonderful about that, time of the year. Talk about that uh all day long, if need be. But before the last break, we had Jennifer Myers, Executive Director of Jefferson County Parks and Recreation, on to talk about their Levitt Amphitheater series that's going on, all the different youth camps that they can finally uh, get back and mm-hmm. running to at a somewhat normal you know, capacity. So, uh, again, if you've missed any of that, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page. So you know how we've been talking about it? It's kind of getting back into the boiling hot temperatures again. Mm. Just in time for the Berkeley County Youth Fair. Of course. There seems to be some sort of universal law that if those kids are bringing the livestock into the barns, it has to be like boiling. Well, it's the same thing uh, where I moved from out Western Maryland. Every time there's this big music festival that happens out there, it won't rain Mm -hmm. literally for the entire year, for the entire first half of the year until this uh, Memorial Day weekend when this concert is. And then it buckets and wow. bucket it floods the whole place out. People are camping. Their stuff goes in the oh. river. Anyway. Do they sell commemorative ponchos? Yeah, they Rain do. Ponchos? And shirts that say, Smart. like, I survived the, <laughs> the flood of <laughs> X year. Goodness. So so the Berkeley County Youth Fair uh, kicks off the, on Saturday with the kiddos coming in to um, to bring their livestock. So um, the and and as far as I could tell, it's uh it's really, you know, they're trying to bring it back as normally as they can. Livestock, rabbits, um, the uh, check-ins happening. Uh, those, I guess they get to check in kind of earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, livestock exhibitor meetings and all of that. And then um, the, the exhibitors get welcomed uh, by the, I guess, the current uh, folks who are running the fair. And then the crowning of Miss Youth Fair happens. That's that, at seven. So they have to do that the day that day because she has to help you know hand out all the ribbons mm-hmm. during the week so she has to get named pretty quickly right and then she's busy the whole week goodness i don't know if i've ever been to like a uh fair like that i guess so it's a lot of fun if you go yeah. on berkeleycountyyouthfair.org you can see the whole schedule and you don't have to hear me like just uh, stumbling over it but lots of really cool things you can see the different activities the 4-Hers and the kids from the FFA mm-hmm. take part in it's not just livestock it's you know some of it is baking some yep. of it is um sewing uh some of it is um special kind of like um projects that they've done photography all kinds of cool stuff absolutely so i'm looking at uh, the berkeley county youth fair's facebook page and it says free admission on uh, day one on saturday mm-hmm. and then uh on sunday it's regular gate admission be, uh, beginning at noon but there is a military discount on day two as well and then regular gate admission throughout the rest of the week it seems so uh yeah seems like a cool uh cool thing and i don't think the weather's supposed to be too 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 bad they'll have those fans going 
Oh, yeah. I always do. You got to. to. And it might just be a little wet. But if you're going to a uh, county fair, sometimes you're, well, you got to expect a little mud, a little uh, nastiness when you're walking around, you know. Wednesday is typically a big day at the fair. And, you know, we'll be talking about this, too, as as the week progresses. But um, they're going to have the uh, the chicken barbecue there. And they'll have uh, Morgan White. Is oh, going to nice. be. Remember, um, yeah, we yeah, were just yeah. talking about uh, that uh, about her with uh, Jennifer Myers. Mm-hmm. She'll be uh, performing at six, and then Nashville recording artist John King at eight. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All happening at the Berkeley County Youth Fair. Uh, and then during the break, uh, I was showing Marsha one of my favorite websites. And if uh, you've listened to the show enough, you know I love anything that has to do with uh, local geography and mm-hmm. local history. history and whatnot. And uh, Marsha thought this was a clickbait site. So I, I did, don't think so you've ever clicked on it before. But it's the only in your state uh, website, onlyinyourstate.com. And I'm looking around. It shows like cool things that just random people put articles about. And it says uh, the tastiest shop in West Virginia is one that's here in Martinsburg. The Flurries. That's it. And Love I still haven't yet to get any chocolate from there. I don't know what's wrong with you. It's <sighs> it's like you could walk I could, there. I literally could throw a rock onto the roof of it. Yeah. Literally. So. You're, you're missing out. If Over you just, 100 different types of chocolates mm, just in the showroom alone. If you don't buy anything and you just walk in and smell it, you've experienced some some level of heaven. So I bet you Easter is a pretty intense oh situation my goodness. in there. Yes. So I I'm looking so at a picture of it now. Great memories of Easter and, and a lot of them have de Fleury's at the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. And they do all <laughs> the chocolate and sweet making in-house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have a pretty brisk... Uh, internet ordering business and oh, they, sure. they do a lot of corporate sales too so the storefront is a small part of what they do but occasionally they have tours during the chocolate fest but their chocolate is amazing it, it looks so good my husband used to buy a bunny there when the kids were very small that was taller than them and uh it would it would make the whole house smell like chocolate that's so cool <laughs> Sam, i'm still reading this it says uh uh, that it, it, it back in the 30s, it was once McCroy's five and dime mm-hmm. store before it turned into uh, uh, into the chocolate shop. That'd been a pretty big five and dime store. Well, they were pretty big because it was like a pretty, you know, dependable department store. Oh, I guess you're right. So. But now it's a great chocolate chocolatier uh, place. Is that what they're called? Chocolatier? That sounds right. Whatever. It's a great cho- uh, sweet store, if you will, and I still have yet to go, so I'll have to do that one of these days. Put it on your list. I will. I'll have to get take orders from you and see if you need anything. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you have a minute? <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that might be a pretty uh, extensive order, huh? Mm-hmm. But anyways, if you missed any of Panhandle Live today, you can always listen back to it over on our Panhandle Live Facebook page a little bit later on uh, this afternoon, but uh, I think that will do it for us on this Monday. For Marsh Kavalik, I'm Jordan Icewarren. It's been Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs. This is the Panhandle News Network, a West Virginia Radio Corporation station.